Hey, I'm Allison, host of Fine Cut, a podcast where a guest brings a scene they have strong feelings about love, hate, curiosity from any form of media. And then we discuss the heck out of it for 20 minutes. It's a blast. Join us. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me for Fine Cut. I love having you here. Today, we have Mira Vijayan. I'm so excited to talk to her. She's a writer and journalist. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, you should, because she writes these micro essays that always make me feel something and feel seen. And they're just really beautiful. And whenever she publishes one, which is often at like 11 at night, (laughs) I think, hooray. So anyway, that's my plug for Mira. And um, I'm Allison. In case you don't know, I'm also a writer. And now we're going to talk about a movie. What scene did you pick and why, Mira? So I picked one of my favorite scenes from the movie, The Titanic, which um, I'm familiar that I think everybody will be familiar with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet yeah. and the large ship, <laughs> <laughs> which yes. is in every frame of the movie. Um and that was a really consequential movie for me. So I feel that um, that's something I've got to talk about. So I chose a scene. And the scene I, I love picked- that you picked. Oh, yes. What scene did you pick? I know. What scene did you pick? <laughs> the scene which I picked is what I will call the portrait scene. But when I was young, we used to call it the nudity scene. <laughs> yeah. Because... Um, when Titanic came out, it was what, 97? And I yes. was 11 going on 12. I was so young. And it was fascinating to see somebody get nude in front of their boyfriends. <laughs> it yes. was like, oh my God, we don't even see her whole body. And he's just there, like acting like this is totally normal. <laughs> this, yes. And there's no is- shame. There's no shame. shame. There's no shame at all. It was just like a beautiful scene. And now when you look back at it, it's like, oh, my God, that is so corny. But uh, (laughs) when when I was 11 years old, you know, I was sitting there watching this movie in my little small town in India. And we didn't have a theater to go to or anything. And this is I watched the movie several months after it came out and it was on VHS. And, uh, you know, my parents let me watch it in the living room and they weren't sure whether I was it was age appropriate for me. But, you know, it was a small house. They thought, okay, fine. You know, she can stay up past bedtime and watch the movie. And I was so worried that they would hover over me because I was waiting for the scene to come. (laughs) Indian TV censors the scene. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. That is the one scene I wanted to see this three-hour movie for. <laughs> so you had heard about the scene. You then you uh, didn't get to see it until. Yes, I'd heard about the scene. And, you know, I was really into the movie because, you know, it's romance. And I'm not, I wasn't, I was never much of a romance reader. Uh, like a lot of um, young girls usually were, I guess. Uh, they were a lot of into Mills and Boone and like, um I don't know Daniel Steele and there, there were this, this, this kind of like um you know this I'm, I'm talking about a time 
before people discovered Judy Bloom, and you know, I, I grew up in a small town, so the the novels that were around were like mass trade back novels. Mm-hmm. There was there was Jackie Collins, and there was yeah. Daniel Steele and Sidney Sheldon, and it, all of it had like a lot of a lot of sex and sexuality, yes. but very very adult. Um, yes. And uh, and and somehow you just knew that 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 life is just not going to be yours but um it wasn't that <laughs> the titanic the life of the titanic was going to be mine but it was it offered enough escapism and it offered a kind of intimacy that wasn't fully sexual you know there was kind of yeah. there was so much sexuality in the scene but they didn't have sex and um and at that time it was uh it was pretty phenomenal for a a preteen in India watching that movie that such a thing was possible that mm-hmm. you could be uh, you could show your body to somebody and not feel shame around it or and, unsafe or unsafe and that the your partner or the person you're in love with can you know just look at you and it's 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 okay you you didn't want to have you agreed not to have mm-hmm sex or anything because she she asks him in that movie it was kind of like you know she she I'm sure Alison you remember this where he is showing her paintings uh you know life drawings that he's done you know from Paris or wherever he's been and there are all these nudes of women Mm -hmm. and just before the scene where she's she's in this room she's kind of you know, rummaging around and trying to find that necklace, which they call the heart of the ocean. It's just yeah. this blue diamond necklace that she wears. Mm-hmm. It's like symbolic of timeless love in that movie. Yes. But, you know, um, she she gives it to him and kind of teases him a little bit and says, Jack, I want you to wear, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Mm-hmm. And wearing this, and then she this is long pause, and she says, wearing only this. And then you think as a child, I mean, as as a, as a teenager, you think, oh my God, they're gonna have sex. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, which is pretty much what teenage life was like. <laughs> you kept you kept hoping the moment would come, but it didn't. But it didn't matter. The sex itself didn't matter. It was that intimacy. It was that connection to somebody. Um, And it was huge. And it made, it made the news in India. And it was crazy at that time. Because (laughs) she was naked. I mean, it was only because she was naked. It made the news or no, it was, it was, uh, it made the news because the movie was a huge blockbuster hit and Indians love romance. Uh, we we yeah. have a lot of romance in Bollywood movies, yeah. um, but the thing about Bollywood movies and the history of like in Indian cinema, you don't necessarily show sex. Right. The the films that do show sex and which pass this thing called the censor board in India, uh, they are all these artsy indie movies where people think, okay, this sex is good. This is not like sleazy or anything. Mm-hmm. This is okay for the public. It's kind of like a weird Orwellian state where, <laughs> you know, there's this thing called the, <laughs> the censor board 
And anyone who makes a movie has to kind of go through the sensor board. And the sensor board may could be like, mm, I don't know, this is kind of not okay for the country to watch. Mm-hmm. And then they cut out those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of scenes which involve kissing were cut out, a lot of scenes uh, which involved a- any kind of like, you know, explicit sex mm-hmm. to be cut out. Um, so filmmakers were very, very careful. And when Titanic came, it was consequential because she there is a nude, there, there is a scene where she's nude, but she's like not fully nude in any way. Like you get you right. you kind of have to like it's she's nude for like what two seconds in that mm-hmm. movie. And even the love scene, there's nothing really that shows any part of their bodies or anything. You know, it's just like so small and momentary and it's it's gone. So um, they didn't really have a case there. (laughs) But people tried to censor it in other ways. They tried to like cut it out in theaters. There was a lot of model policing uh, by a lot of right-wing groups. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kids didn't want to watch them. Kids wanted to watch the movie at home and their parents would say no. There was a lot of this kind of stuff. It basically brought this conversation of sex and sexuality, um, which was kind of like very taboo to talk about in India at the time. It kind of brought it to the forefront, especially this was the late 90s. So, you know, we were just coming out of we, we were like the first generation that was growing up with the internet and mm-hmm. we were, we had a lot more access to the world and we were like, well, why can't we do, you know, why can't we watch sex on screen? Why can't, why does it have to, why does there have to be so much shame around sex? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was why I wanted to talk about this scene. Well, and I think it's so interesting too that, the nudity in the movie is not about sex. Like you said, the sex scene, it's not about that. It's yeah. about, you know, other things. Um, but this, the scene with the nudity is about intimacy. And she even says, cause I just watched it on YouTube, the, her, you know, Rose, when she's older says it was the most erotic moment of her life, she says. Um, and that's obviously what it's about. The sort of being seen by somebody and feeling vulnerable with someone, um, and I think anticipation and the possibility of something more happening um, is what m- it charges that moment. But as a filmmaker who might be thinking about censorship, James Cameron, it's a smart move to divorce the nudity from sex because yeah. it, I think, makes it less objectionable to some people because nudity and sex is definitely not going to fly. But if you separate them, maybe you can get more of your content through or by the censors. Yeah. And you know what's the weird thing? After Titanic came out and after the big uproar and how water hit it became and everything, now there's just like full-blown sex in Indian movies. (laughs) (laughs) When I was growing up, when I was growing up, we used to have, I mean, obviously this is like pre-memes, there was just no internet. But we used to uh, always laugh that laugh about the fact that every time someone comes close to kissing in a movie, there would be two flowers or there would be something yeah. symbolic yeah, yeah, yeah. showing yeah. you. And it, they would be like, I've seen that. I mean, I've seen like something totally yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. 
but there's a lot of like you know um I don't, there's a lot of like things that infer to sex and sexuality mm-hmm. is something to be ashamed of and um there was there were some movies which were kind of like raunchy for India and in back back then mm-hmm. but those directors were very associated with um the male gaze and you know the kind of like I don't know th- this kind of idea where oh you know every they, they wanted to kind of bring about the idea that everybody has sex of course yeah. in everyone everywhere is having sex all the time but in the Indian film industry the way some directors would make it seem was that there was a certain kind of woman who's associated with sex Mm -hmm. and that kind of woman is you know uh, not as honorable like she's like the kind of woman who's and and always it's always you know, the women would be wearing short skirts and, you know, there would be like all of these like things which you kind of pick up on. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of victim blaming mentality, which kind of goes into a lot of uh, these, these movies. And somehow you don't, you don't understand how it fully affects, pop, like how that kind of popular culture really affects Indian. Uh, I, we weren't aware how, deeply defected Indian life until you know you wore that short skirt and you're like 13 or 14 and you got groped and then people are like well you shouldn't have worn it remember in that movie she was wearing something like this and this is what happens to her and um, the popular culture references were so bad when it came to sex and sexuality and it's not that Titanic was the only movie at that time which was trying to do something to kind of get Indians to kind of talk about sex but it was such a hit and there was so much romance in it and it was like kind of a period drama which people love in India that it was the right combination of so many things opposing parents parents never wanted like in 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 India, arranged marriages are common, so it was a it was a theme many people could understand, mm-hmm. um, to, could relate to, and I think it validated uh, an experience that is beyond the experience of somebody who lives in the West, and like toxic family dynamics, terrible like I the terrible kind of suffocating life women lead when they're kind of groomed just to be wives um, and the kind of yearning to have something for yourself, you know, to make decisions for yourself and to feel empowered in your own body and all of those things. And which is why when people always talk about the scene <laughs> when Jack is dying and that Rose had room on the door I'm yeah like, me, that is not the scene most people cared about in India <laughs> oh that's interesting because that really did. well I just want to say I I appreciate the conversation I think it's always important to have a conversation about how oftentimes in media immorality is connected with sexual interest or availability of a woman like if for a woman many times in media if she's interested in sex she's amoral 
And we see this like presented, like you say, and what they wear and how they behave and the job they have and the family they have. And, you know, if, if she's interested in sex, she is lacking certain qualities. And so I do think it's always important to point that out because I feel like that's something I've been talking about most of my adult life that women like sex. They should, if they don't, you're doing it wrong, you know? So it's not, it has nothing to do with morality. Like that's not it. So I think that's so important. And and it's interesting because Rose does, she's very like, I mean, she's a high-class lady. She's got this whole life, you know, she has everything you could want. And yet, like you say, she's trapped in this life that's been proscribed to her. And I think it's interesting about the door because the door was a huge sticking point for me, you know, at the end, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> like just maybe get up on the door, like try the door, you know? And I was so angry because the movie is not probably my sweet spot, but I saw it on the big screen. It was like epic and it's a very impressive film regardless of what you think of its contents. But um, at the end, I was just enraged because I felt so emotionally manipulated by the movie. And I was like aware enough, you know, that I knew I was being emotionally manipulated by the movie. And I was just like, okay, make the door smaller if you don't want him to fit. Um, so that didn't, you didn't even care about that. You were much more like involved in the politics and the relationships than the door no, size. because in Bollywood movies <laughs> we're just prepared for one of them to die like that's just the construct <laughs> it's just, of romance it's just, it's just a construct of romance yeah. that people it, it's just like almost every movie we've kind of watched the narrative arc is like a Greek tragedy like right. where mm-hmm. you know the lovers die but it's kind of like they're reunited in death or like you know it's oh something dramatic okay. like that so by the time jack <laughs> w- was there like kind of getting hypothermia and dying, everyone was like oh he's gonna die she's not letting him on that door, on the door so yeah i think americans more are probably more emotionally invested in happy endings although i will say that oftentimes if someone does something quote-unquote amoral like they had sex someone does die like there's oh. still as that is still is that morality oftentimes it would be her yeah because that's how usually the formula works so yeah. it twisted it a bit because he dies yeah um he, even though he's not the cheater he's not the betrothed one you know like because she's but she's engaged right she's not actually married. yeah she's engaged yeah and it just gets uh it gets really kind of like deep into romance drama and kind of cheesiness because yes she kind of like uh you know she gets you know she survives and people ask her what's her name and she uses his surname and she says my name is Rose Dawson <laughs> like to make a point <laughs> yeah. and I was like Indians loved it oh my god <laughs> <was> like yes <laughs> And I thought that was such an interesting point about arranged marriages, because that's what she's in. And like that, that is another point of where you could connect with the film in a different way than say I did, you know, I just look at it like, oh, that's how it used to be. Thank God. It's not like that anymore. You know, that's how I view. That's the lens I'm viewing it through. Yeah. And arranged marriage is a very common, um, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I, for, for, weirdly you know I grew up in like a slightly progressive family and 
my parents were just like, no, choose whoever you want to marry and, you know, marry and have kids. But I know people, when I say I know people, I know like close friends whose parents would just not allow them, like wouldn't just not be okay with them to kind of um, make decisions for who they choose as a partner. Um, and the way people uh, usually think about that at least in North America or in Europe or anywhere in the West is, oh, how can you as an individual allow that? But in the movie, you see that she's, it's very much an economic unit. Like it's a business transaction, you yes. know, and that is how it is for many Indians. And yes. it's changing. Definitely. The landscape is changing. People are changing and cities are fair so much more liberal now and like you know you have a life just like how you're living um in any city in any big city here in any of the big cities in uh in India but the country is still largely conservative and you know that sounds familiar. Uh, it's a very <laughs> traditional country and it's a it's a traditional country and people hold on to um people hold on to things and there is an interdependency economic interdependency when it comes to marriage so that whole idea of like Rose, her parents not being okay with her going after somebody who they, there's this classism there in that yes. movie, which they show, you know, that he's from the third class and, you know, he's like below deck and he's mm -hmm. like not, he's, he's, he comes from a class that will not be able to financially support her. And yet she goes after him. Uh, that is a very common theme in India. Because mm -hmm. you're not allowed to marry outside your community. You're not allowed to marry outside your class, outside your, like, caste. And there are all of these, like, little um, barriers that are created for you, uh, invisible barriers that are created for you by society and by your family already. And to kind of break free of that is not easy. Because it's, it's simply not enough to kind of get your own job. It's... Mm -hmm you will have to kind of sacrifice a lot of emotional support from your family. You will have to, it's a huge thing. Like you will lose a lot of ground to make a decision like that. And that is very uh, well captured in this movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in this movie, her parents absolutely, like her mama absolutely hates it. Her fiance hates it. Like they don't want to be seen with, like they don't want um, they think it's dishonorable for her to be seen with a guy who's yeah. uh, from a different class. And that's, um, that's very, that was very, very relatable to Indian mm -hmm. uh, teenagers who were growing up in the 90s and who were like against that idea. So it was kind of like a, it, it, it was kind of like a generation was coming of age. And this is how they were thinking. They were like, I don't care about classism and I don't care about marrying within my community. And, and she was like totally empowered. She, she could like be naked in front of a guy and he totally respected that and loved her anyway. Like he didn't kind of like body shame her or anything mm -hmm. for that scene. And yeah, that was, that was totally um, a beautiful moment. And although it was a beautiful moment, <laughs> it, was, it was so heavily, so heavily debated and so heavily censored um you know I went to boarding school 
and we got to watch a movie like the whole school chose a movie to watch and we chose the titanic <laughs> wow and it was hilarious because there was a, like this huge screen which was in our auditorium mm-hmm. and we were like kind of they, they put the titanic on and there was this one teacher who would be right at the back and we were 600 of us the students all the whole school watching the titanic <laughs> and <laughs> and when it came to any scene where they were remotely kissing he would like press a sensor button and the screen would go black and everybody would just groan like please <laughs> like let us just watch it there's nobody here it's just us oh. like give us a break yeah. um and then finally you know he would be like but there's like eight-year-old kids we're like who cares like <laughs> watch somebody kiss on screen please yeah um yeah so in that way it was it was a scene that really validated a lot of experience uh experiences of Indian teenagers when I was young yeah I love that and I also love just talking about censorship and how it doesn't work it didn't make you less interested in Titanic it didn't make anyone think oh they don't want me to watch this it must not be for me said no one ever like if they don't want you to watch it you know it's good like that's how it works especially when you're a teenager so I think I just I really appreciate any conversation about censorship since we're having you know that happening here again some more and and what they're interested in censoring is oftentimes vulnerable tellings of stories you know by any group that is not straight cis white guys you know it's like oh you're being vulnerable about your experience (laughs) no thank you (laughs) I don't I don't want to see that ban it right away (laughs) (laughs) so I I I love this also this framing of Titanic because I there has to that had to be happening for a lot of different people because for a movie to make as much money as that movie made people are seeing it in the theater numerous times like people were captivated and I think it isn't just by the romance or the filmmaking it is this like tapping into a deeper feeling of being seen um so I appreciate you sharing this uh, because it was funny re-watching the scene because I haven't probably watched Titanic in a very long time and it is so well done and also it is very cheesy but it is very well done and beautiful and they're so good and like you know so it was and it reminds me of a a time where it was still fairly revolutionary for a woman to take off her clothes and I think sadly I still fairly revolutionary and it is not for anyone but her it's for him yes but it's mostly for her like she wants to see herself through his eyes and he just drops it beautifully in that yeah he doesn't doesn't there's no kind of like weird uh I don't know there's just yeah like you say he doesn't shame her either slut shame her or body shame her no nothing just like draws her with a diamond and just like yeah you know and 
there's this beautiful line I forget which movie it is you know there would be a lot of this conversation around this one scene and they would be like oh you want to watch the nude scene and they would make it kind of sound pornographic like all of these people are model policing politicians and you know uh and it just it brings me to this movie I forget which it was a Rachel Wise movie and they ask her the difference between what's the difference between art and pornography. And she says, art doesn't titillate. And that scene reminds me of that statement because it is not a scene that is like, you know, meant to like kind of like play to a a voyeur's gaze and kind of like, you know, titillate this like, big audience and like kind of do things which is un- completely unnecessary and kind of like staged you know it is just a scene where they're like they're like young people they're like 17 and 20 years old or whatever and like you know they're trying to um connect with each other and she wants to show him her body and she feels empowered and that's it yeah. that's all the scene that that is all there is in that scene yeah. and there's art like you know he looks at her body the way one does art and he appreciates it and it's it's over um yeah so that was one of my favorite scenes (laughs) well I really appreciate you talking about it I think it's super fun to talk about a scene that everyone knows and to have a different view probably a different viewpoint for some people who are like oh Titanic but um (laughs) I really appreciated the conversation. So if people want to find you, Mira, where would they look if they want to read some of these essays I'm talking about or any of your other work? On Instagram, um, if you do at Mira Vijayan, you should get my Instagram. And my name is spelled M-E-E-R-A-V-I-J-A-Y-A-N-N. That's a mouthful. But, <laughs> but it's, it spells just how it sounds. So yeah. There, and, and it will be in the show notes. So yes, yes. And um, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have uh, you read my work if you're listening in. Yes, you should definitely read her work. Well, thank you, Mira. And thank you for everyone who listened. If you liked the show, share it with a friend leave a review, subscribe, something like that, because we'd love to share it with more people. So thank you for listening and we will hear you next time. See you next time. You'll listen to us next time. Okay. Bye. Bye, Allison.